News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, the Galway races are underway at Ballybrit Racecourse this week. Animal rights groups have made calls for a ban on horse racing. Is this something that should be considered? We're joined by Kevin Blake, a racing broadcaster and horse breeder, and Chelsea Monroe, PETA's digital campaigns manager. Uh, Chelsea, to you first, why should horse racing be banned? Uh, morning. Well, horses are literally raced to their deaths uh, just for prize money and a few seconds of excitement when you police a bet. Um, around 240 horses were killed as a result of racing in islands in the past two years alone. Uh, their lives ended with broken necks, backs, ankles. Um, I mean, the deaths were, they would have been incredibly traumatic and terrifying. Um, and surely our ethical standards are high enough to recognise that horses shouldn't have to suffer and die for entertainment. Kevin Blake, how about that 240 horses killed over the last two years in Ireland alone? Yeah, good morning, Shane. Look, unfortunately, some equine fatalities are, un- are unavoidable. And uh, look, I, I, I don't know where to start with that, to be honest, Shane. But look, the facts are that uh, 99.7% of horses that go to race in Ireland come back perfectly safe and sound. Um, that may sound like a big number when you view it in isolation, but it has to be considered in the context of uh, tens of thousands of runners every year. And Shane, look, I have to say that... Um, from the outset, that that for a debate like this to be taking place on an Irish national broadcaster, um, I find it very frustrating, um, and I'm sure everyone in in the racing industry finds it frustrating. And um, because to frame a conversation in a way that you know should horse racing be banned, it is so incredibly far removed from the reality of horse racing's place in this country. You know, horse racing has been the second most attended sport in Ireland, and only behind Gaelic games for decades. You know, 1.2 million people. People went racing last year. You know, the industry enjoys incredibly strong support from the Irish government and indeed opposition parties. And the reason it does, Shane, is because the the horse racing industry is is a monumental Irish success story. You know, it has sky high standards, world class standards in every regard. It delivered over 2.5 billion in economic activity in Ireland last year. And Irish horses and Irish horse people fly our flag high on the okay. world stage okay. every I, year. But Shane, for, yeah. for, for, for national broadcasters to, to be picking and poking at it, like we are right now. Sorry, Kevin. Kevin, I make no apology at all for having this debate. It's an important debate to have. And you're here to put the side of the horse racing industry, and that's fine. But we're making no apology for having the debate. Uh, Chelsea, how about that? A a monumental Irish success story and sky-high standards in Irish racing? I mean, I I understand that it's an Irish tradition, but uh, tradition is never an excuse for cruelty. Um, And let's just think about this for a second. It's unacceptable to risk an animal's life. They're thinking, feeling individuals just like us. Um, Let's let's flip this. If footballers were killed after sustaining an injury during a game, I can't imagine they would risk playing. And I'm pretty sure football fans would turn their backs on the sport very quickly. And just coming back to um, one of the points made as well about horse, you know, horses making it out if they don't die during the race. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen BBC Panorama's The Dark Side of Horse Racing, but it revealed that between 2019 and 2021, around 4,000 ex-horse racing in the UK and Ireland were sent to the abattoir. Uh, Some were turned into dog food or even sold for human consumption. Um, these horses, they're not willing participants. They don't get a thrill out of betting. So it's time that we focus our attention on 
uh, sports, you know, with consensual human participants like the Women's, uh, Women's World Cup that's taking place right now. Okay, Kevin, your response? Yeah, Shane, look, I'd need an hour to deal with so much um, inaccuracies and false information that we've just heard there. Um, horses, like, it's by law, horses can't be put into the human food chain anymore. You know, these numbers are pulled from outdated sources. Um, it, it's completely inaccurate. Look, the, there's huge efforts made at every point of a horse's life to give them the very best treatment they can get because ultimately, Shane, they're a performance animal. It's in everyone's interest that they get the best possible treatment at every stage so that they can show the the, the full extent of their athletic potential, you know, and no one cares more about the care of the horses than the people that are involved yeah, on the Chelsea, ground. Chelsea, how, very, how about that, Chelsea? I mean, anyone who's ever visited a, a, a stable, a breeder's stable, I mean, they're treated like kings, the, the, the horses. They have an unbelievably good life. They're, uh, they're exercised, they're fed really well, they're groomed to within an inch of their life. I mean, you, I don't think you can really say they're treated like kings when fatal injuries um, such as broken necks, backs and legs are common. Um, so I think you can't say that they're yeah, Chelsea, that, that happens out of, that ha- those, in, those same injuries will happen to a horse out in the field, you know, at no exercise whatsoever. Like if you if you don't think that happens, you're completely ignorant of the nature of thoroughbred horses. They're fundamentally a fragile breed. And look, there's a very pertinent point here in terms of risk, because people like I mean, you will always talk about the risk, the unacceptable risks. Well, he, look, here's a fact, right? If you were talking about thoroughbred horses, it costs pretty much the exact same to ensure a young thoroughbred that's living at grass full time out in a well-maintained, well-fenced field as it is to ensure that same horse a year later when it's in full training and racing. The people whose job it is to assess risk, uh, you know, conclude that a horse is at basically no more risk in training and racing than it is standing out in the field, which is what I assume okay. you'd rather they all do. Let Chelsea respond to that. I think we're confusing here love of horses for love of the fame and the money that people get when they win prizes. Um, and I mean, horses are whipped during these races. If you saw a dog being whipped on the street, would you say that their life was wonderful? I don't think you would. <sighs> Look, uh, Chelsea, again, you're showing like a complete misunderstanding. Like if you have you ever held the whip that's used in a race personally, have you held one? Uh, I don't believe we'll, in whipping. We'll take, horse we'll take that as, we'll take that as a no. We'll take Absolutely that as a no. It would have been a, it would have been a quick yes if it was. The, the, the modern whip is a piece of foam, essentially. It's designed to make a loud noise to, to play up to the horse's natural flight response. Even the RSPCA and other groups agree that the, that the modern whip is so far removed from a welfare issue in the sport. So while it might get a nice emotive response to a, to an unknowing audience to say horses are whipped, the reality of that implement is that it is not a welfare issue whatsoever. And look, and Shane, this is it. This is the tactics that these groups use. They use emotive language. They pull, um, you know, um, dramatic sounding numbers completely out of context to try and throw stones at what is an industry mm. that puts an incredible no, no, emphasis I, I have to on horse, on horse Chelsea welfare at the, every Chelsea stage. Chelsea made the point, Kevin, that BBC Panorama show was not a good look for the horse racing industry. And, no, um, it wasn't. I it wasn't, it wasn't at all. And I, was, and, uh, you mentioned that there were. It was infactual, but um, it is completely factual. Between 2019 and 2021, 4,000 ex-racing horses were killed in abattoirs, and they were turned into dog food and sold for human consumption. And even now, when horses can't, they're no longer profitable because they can't perform as fast or run as fast. They are disregarded like betting slips. Um, they're no uh, longer. Hold on, Chelsea. If you, if you want, if you want to talk attention. about, if you want to talk, 
if you want to talk about euthanasia, and that's a very reasonable argument to have in the context of thoroughbred horses, you know, I googled PETA before I came on this piece, and all I see is articles about PETA euthanizing domestic pets. So are you saying that euthanasia is completely unacceptable? And if you have that view, I don't know what you're doing with PETA, oh, okay. because that I, seems to be a very prominent Ch- part of their policy with regard to domestic animals. Chelsea, do you, just as a last word, do you want to respond to that particular point? Um, I, I do, actually, just to clear things up. So um, PETA UK don't euthanize animals. Um, if you want to learn more, you can go to PETA.org, um, PETA US. And what they do essentially in PETA US, they do really amazing work whereby they go around and they help animals who are stranded, who are completely you know, on their last leg, they've got injuries, they're suffering, they're dying. And PTUS believe in ethical euthanasia to help these animals where there is literally no other option. Um, yeah, and that's and what, and that's what happens. And that's what happens with racehorses, Chelsea. So, okay. so it's, 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 it's OK when you guys do it, but it's not, it's not OK when it happens to racehorse. Okay. It is not but different, Chelsea, because you have to, you have they're willing parts. They are not forced to race Chelsea. Again, so frustrating. We'll have to leave it there. Kevin Blake, racing broadcaster and horse breeder. Chelsea Monroe, Peter's digital campaigns manager. Thanks to both of you. Let us know what you think. 87 106. You can WhatsApp us for free. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News Talk.